Today is March 31st. The 2023 Major League Baseball season has begun. Pirates beat the Reds on opening day 5-4. Some roster talk to get into as well. It's the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and at. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. It's opening day. Let's go. Little raise it. Love it, man. So fun. Do I look burnt? Because <laughs> I feel like I got burnt. Yeah, a little bit. I, I sat like where we sat when the game started the sun was like on our lap mm-hmm. but as it as the sun went down right in the face <laughs> so i got but it, what what made it cool is like it's not like it was like a hot day but it felt like mm-hmm. it was hot yeah. so it just felt like a like great was, weather for a baseball game you know what i mean yeah that's awesome and then once that sun peaked down and the and the breeze was blowing it was like yeah like I'm glad we weren't in the shade the whole game because like now I understand why people like kept their coats on because <laughs> it's a little bit chilly. Yeah, and it wasn't getting warmer, obviously. Right. Dub, one and zero, tied for first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No, this game had everything. We had a cruise yeah, missile. It, it really did. We had uh, a brew, uh, brew baker, a, a Bednar save. And Juan Bay running all over the field. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally all over the field. You're right. Um, man, it it had small ball mm-hmm. for those of us who want that. It gave us a complete three hours of baseball, not that rip off of two and a half hours. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come on, man. I had to. I had to. Uh, but also, it was just baseball. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought. You know, from from my seat, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of things. So we're gonna we're, we'll get into a lot of things of how some like how Mitch Keller looked and things like that. But we'll also get into if did you notice that my light just turned on behind me? I did. I've got a Philips Hue light that's like bugging out on me. It all of a sudden just goes dim every once in a while. <laughs> so I don't know if I like if I just remove it and replace it. I started noticing this today, and it's still doing it. It'll just all this and it's non-responsive when it does it too. Hmm. So like I can't Crazy. control it, but oh well. Anyway, uh, we you know the final rosters and stuff were announced. Um, of course, I mean, follow anything you're following the Brian Reynolds situation and how that thing is looking. Where I felt like there was a lot of different things to feel today. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we had. Kutch's return, Kutch's first hit back with the Buckos. Um, you know, just kind of the full slate of things to happen in one day. I will say uh, the traffic was awful in Cincinnati. We sat in downtown Cincinnati on a street because the sign said, go this way for baseball traffic. That was a mistake. <laughs> we just sat in downtown Cincinnati for like 15 minutes without moving. Jeez. And then finally made our way. Like parking was super easy. That's why I got the pass ahead of time. Parking was super easy. We came up out of the parking garage that's underground between the two stadiums. I think it's a great idea for a. Oh yeah. I mean, like I've heard people like Reds fans say, "Oh, parking's awful down there," and I'm like, "This is it's so nice." Yeah. <laughs> like you just go underground. There's all this parking above and underground, and you come out and you're basically at the field. Yeah. I had no problems with the parking. But anyway, I did buy a parking pass. We just showed it to them. They scanned it. We moved on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was pretty mm-hmm. easy. Actually, when we pulled in, I didn't know, you know, quite what I was doing. And the guy was like, go that way. I was like, um, where do I go? I was like, we, or he's like, cash is here. Card is here. And I said, I actually have just like the, I bought it. I bought the pass online. He goes, you can't enter because you're wearing pirate stuff. And then he laughed <laughs> and it was, and they told me where to go, but it was, you know, kind of funny. 
And I was expecting some of that. Um, And we were, I mean, the street was crowded right outside the stadium and we're just trying to make our way in because it was was about a little after three and we wanted to get in and make sure we knew where our seats were. I certainly, I didn't want to miss all the announcements and Todd Father throughout the first pitch. Mm -hmm. Um, But like they had a lot of things going on and dude, Cincinnati does go all out, man. There was a flyover that we couldn't see because it was above (laughs) us. (laughs) We had like a little awning above us they barely showed it on the tv yeah so it was loud i definitely heard it um but anyway just on the way in there was a guy there and he's like hey welcome to cincinnati and i was like that he's like you from pittsburgh i'm like uh you know what i mean for anybody listening to this a lot of you are actually from pittsburgh so i don't want to like take that and say like yes i'm from pittsburgh you know i yeah we grew up near Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but so I don't want to. I don't want you to to think like I'm some poser, actual <laughs> Yinzer here. But I was like, yeah, just because the guy was being nice, right? Yeah. And that kind of surprised me. I haven't had that treatment in Cincinnati before. <laughs> um, but we sat in front of these or behind these two couples that were right in front of me, and they were great the whole game. We had absolutely zero problems. There was these ladies behind us who were saying, there's these new rules, talking about these new rules. And there's one called the shift. I don't know what that is. (laughs) It was great. And it was really funny because like we had friends with us um, who then uh, Kristen then turned back and was like, well, this is this because we explained everything to them on the way. It was fun. It was fun. But they were. That's good. The, the the guys in front of us and everything were were super nice and and you know they were two couples there and they did like the trivia on there and I think I think I I got a couple points with them because it was their their whole trivia was about how many Reds have played name the six Reds who have played six opening days in the start had six opening days in the starting lineup at Great American Ballpark. And the guy oh, in front wow. of me was like, we started naming guys. I'm I'm naming guys. And this guy in front of me goes, he goes, oh, Larkin. And I was like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> I don't think Larkin had six opening days at Great American Ballpark. Yeah. That's that little, uh, little old, little old for that. I had, I thought I had five. I was like, I got five of these six and I can't think of the other one. And I was off on one. I said, Todd Frazier. I thought since he threw out the first pitch, maybe there, I don't know how many opening days he had, but it was Suarez is who I didn't get that mm-hmm. I thought of. And I was like, ah, maybe not six. But yeah, apparently he had six on the nose. The other guy who had six on the nose I didn't even think of was Zach Cozart. Oh, yeah. Never yeah. even thought of him. No. But I had Adam Dunn, Jay Bruce, Joey Votto, Brandon Phillips. I had those ones right. And my fifth yeah. one was Todd Frazier, and I had that one wrong. But. I had as many as the Reds fans in front of me. Let's just say that. <laughs> and I was like, see, it's because I know baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it was really literally a guess, and we play these guys all the time, so it was pretty easy. But Yeah. And they always have opening day in Cincinnati, so it's not like it's like how many years? But anyway, super right. nice. We, we ran into some – oh, dude, we ran into Stevie. Him and Cooper were there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's like – Hey, loser. <laughs> we turn and we're like, what? <laughs> it's just weird. And beaming. Cool. Some guys. So anyway, um, ran into some people. Uh, we ran in after the game. We ran into Keith, um, who's always uh, always interacting with us on, on Twitter. So Keith was down there at the game. We got to chat with him afterwards for a little bit. Met some new Pirates fans. It was a good time. Yeah. Great weather. Good time. Got to see a win. I did not see the O'Neill Cruz home run. I told Katie on the way home, I was like, I can't wait to see it. I didn't see it. It <laughs> happened like he just, it was like a laser. I'm looking for the ball and they're throwing it back. <laughs> they threw it back. They I threw it back. Part. I was like, imagine coming and watching three innings of a baseball game and getting kicked out. <laughs> what are you doing? You can't yeah. do that. They, uh, you know, there was people, oh, you can't do that. And Katie was like, I looked at their cooler rules just to see the rules of the stadium. And mm-hmm. literally, it's like, you cannot throw anything, including baseballs, onto the field. You'll be kicked out of the game. So, uh, sorry, buddy. I don't know how much yeah. you spent for your outfield seat ticket, but I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Right. 
See ya. Last thing you got to, I mean, really, he got to catch an O'Neill Cruz home run and throw it onto the field. He's probably <laughs> like, that's my money worth. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who was the other one that we met tonight that uh, reached out to us? Nate the Great mm. on Twitter. Yeah. Call him out. Nate the Great. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, let's get into the game now. Right. And you got to tell me what Mitch Keller looked like because I know in the first inning he broke it was a broken bat single and um, I know he gave up a couple real hard hits, but otherwise it was just really at the end of this outing I thought he was I thought he was fine. Uh, Steer hit the homer. And that wasn't a terrible pitch. It wasn't like a good pitch, but it was it was a competitive pitch. It was a curveball and it was it was in the strike zone, but it was at the bottom of the strike zone. But, you know, you, you just got to miss the strike zone there, get it a little bit lower. But it's at the bottom of this. I don't, I don't consider that a bad pitch. He went down and got it. and it was... You're going to get beat on good pitches. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're going to get strikeouts on bad pitches. So mm-hmm. I guess it all, it all goes full circle. Other than that, um, you know, he threw over 100 pitches. Yeah. Which um, I did notice in the first inning, though, at one point, no, he threw. He threw exactly one hundred. At, at one point, he had that old Mitch Keller look on really? his face, and I, and I went, "Oh no!" Yeah, but then, like a couple pitches later, he he kind of started getting back to himself. I was impressed I, right I after the home nervous. run. Right after the home run, I mean, three pitches, right? Mm-hmm. Just right at him, three or four pitches, right at him. Um, tell me this because I thought that they did a really bad job. So we had. I had a couple different video boards. Um, one of them was at 77 pitches for Mitch Keller at one point, and the one out here was at 83. So I had no clue at one point, like kind of what was going on. Um, I know that Reynolds got up and something happened. The ump comes out. I don't know what he was doing, but I never saw a ball get put up, and then he threw a ball, and then he hit a foul ball, and the scoreboard said 2-0 was the count after the foul ball that he hit down the line, <laughs> like it wasn't a tip. And then it went to two one and then he struck out on a two one count. So they, they have some cleaning up to do as far as the, the graphics yeah. and everything. And you know what I mean? It could have been somebody's first day on the job. I'm not, I think the one video board that was at 77, I think they had some problems with it. I think it was lagging yeah. behind. So I'm not saying they did bad on that. I'm just saying it was, it was a little bit confusing at times because I wondered if there were if were there pitch clock infractions that balls were added. Uh, there was a couple, but there were also they were trying to quick pitch. Oh, and they were trying to. So come, that's they when, were he, coming to, when he came that's out. That's a did warning. This, yep, he's warning yep. him like you you can't come set into. Okay, I yeah, wondered if maybe it was the batters getting timeout. I know that Key Brian Hayes struck out on one where he was trying to call time and they didn't give it to him. Yeah, but it was late. It was real late. Is that no longer an option? If you only get one timeout in an at-bat, it should not be umpire's discretion. It should be he throws the hand up, it's timeout. It's not, but you also, like, the dude's in his wind-up already when he tried to call timeout. Okay. Like, it was he was too late. Okay. And then he wasn't even looking? Like, he called time and just immediately bent, like, looked down? No, I don't, no, somebody said looking. pick your head up, so I didn't know if maybe he just wasn't watching or what. No, he was. He okay. was looking. Okay, he but wanted he was, time. He didn't he get put it. his yeah, and he put his head down and then said something to the umpire. Like he he kind of chirped at the umpire. Oh, uh, after he struck out, like mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that. Kind of gave him a little earful. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Games count now. You can talk to yeah, the umpire. I'm a little okay. Bit. I'm okay with it, but at the same time, like if he goes back and watches film, he'll be like, oh shoot. I was like, I had to call that earlier <laughs> or just, yeah. Or just hit. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what else do we have here? Uh, I mean, for me, uh, other than the Cruz home run and really an all in all, like Cruz had a great game. One mm-hmm. for two, two walks had the sack fly in the home run. Um, thought he really, I, I really liked the sack fly. I really liked that whole sequence of small ball hedges, a really difficult bunt. And got it mm-hmm. down in like a really impressive bunt. <laughs> Does, yeah, if this really is was. if this is the value that we're gonna get from Austin Edges, I'll, I'll take, take it. it. 
Um, Bay got on at one point. He got the <laughs> was it his? Yeah, it was his first one. Two out bunt over the pitcher's head. I mean, let's get real. That was a terrible bunt. Perfect <laughs> location, and yeah. I mean, India got to the ball and he's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really got to show his speed off in this game, and I I really think that. I was a little bit confused at, okay, he's getting the start here. I kind of looked at it, and I was like, you know what? For for Hunter Green starting this game, Bay had to be the right move just because, like, I just thought to myself, like, Castro is going to strike out three times. <laughs> like, Hunter Green's a legit stud. Yeah. He's not there yet, but he, I think he will be. I mean, that yeah. dude's throwing gas all game. Mm-hmm. 83 pitches is he- all he made it today. But I mean, he's pumping 102 the whole way. He hit 105. Well, it's Cincinnati it Reds ball. gun. We already know from the Chapman days that you throw the even the Pirates pitchers have higher velocity when they're playing in Cincinnati. We know that. You're just saying the, the radar gun said 105.2. <laughs> I don't care I, if it's off or not. I believe it. I mean, the dude is is legit. Like he has mm-hmm. legit stuff, and you know he. He struggled. I mean, he how did, did he walked three guys? Was it just three? He did. He walked just three. Struck out eight. I, by the way, there's a couple things about this game. I told my buddy that uh, he was asking me, "What's your predictions for the game? You're going down." He's a Reds fan. He was just we were just a chatter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said I have to say the Pirates are going to win. Like I'm an optimistic fan going to a game. If I don't pick the Pirates to win, then I'm not a fan. So I said, I'm going to pick the Pirates to win. I'm gonna, They're going to win 5-2. to two. Kutch is going to hit a home run because he loves hitting in Cincinnati. That didn't happen. I said that India was going to drive in a run. I don't think he did, actually. He scored one, but I thought that Jonathan India would drive in a run. And I said, Hunter Green won't last five innings and he'll strike out nine. He was very close to that. <laughs> he struck out eight and three and a third. So I almost got the Hunter Green. I said, he'll strike out nine guys, but he won't get through five. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't get through four. And then, man, Fernando Cruz just kind of gave us a gift there. Yeah. You're going to win some games like this, but this goes to show, like, when we started talking about whether the Pirates are going to be in last or not, we're going to have some games like this, too. We're going to have an appearance. I actually thought we were going to get one when Moretta came out. Yeah. And then really settled in and made the best of his of his appearance out there could do without those back-to-back walks. But after that three strikeouts, so was it, was it three or was it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he got the one, he got one to finish that inning and and then two the next inning. And then they brought in Zastrinsky or Zastrizny to face the lefties, the The lefty middle of the lineup, Friedel and um, it goes Friedel um, who the heck was literally right in front of me? Fraley. And then Stevenson and then back to uh, Vossler, which really, did they just find a guy that had the initials JV to play first base since Votto couldn't? <laughs> I was like, i am be honest with you, like I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. I don't follow the Reds, obviously, but I follow baseball enough to think I would know. Like I've heard of everyone else in their lineup. I've never heard this <laughs> name. But anyway. India's st- India's probably gonna have another good year. He's a good player. I like him. He is. He is a good player. Um, Spencer Steer did not see that coming though. Um, so is this Strizny? Go ahead. Because he mean, came in. He, yeah, he threw well. He he really impressed the, today. I was surprised to see Moretta come back out. You know my rule: if you bring in a reliever and he goes in the dugout, he's done. Don't put him back out there. However, it worked out for both Moretta and Zastrzny today. Mm-hmm. They both came back out and were effective. Yeah. Uh, it was a good job. I mean, it was a good job in general by our pitching staff to limit damage when it could have got out of hand. Yeah. Hunter Green gave up three runs. Two of them were basically given up by a bod, right? Or yeah. by a bod. Fern- Fernando Cruz. 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 Does yeah. Fernando Abad pitch for them? <laughs> or did he no used idea. to? I'd Why did I go straight to what? I gotta find out now. Who does he play for? Fernando 
Abad. Looks like he... No. Houston, 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 Washington, Oakland. He hasn't pitched since 2021. (laughs) (laughs) So, no. But I just went to that name. Anyway. Um... Anything else that kind of stuck out from like the TV side that I'm not bringing up? Because I know that there's some things before we get into like specifically, we talked about the bunt from Bay, but before we get into the rest, because I I mean, for me and the people around me, Cruz had the homer, but like Mm -hmm. Bay stole the show today. Yeah. He he had like three stolen bases. Just the two. Just the two. He had... Two times he was on. He had the double. He stole third. He got walked. He stole second. I thought it was three, but just those two. After the bunt, he was not going to steal uh, because Hedges was up with two outs. I'm sorry, you don't steal in that situation. Did did so, did he steal one while somebody got walked? No, Reynolds did. Reynolds, okay. Reynolds stole second, but it didn't go down as a steal because they walked it, McCutcheon. Yeah. That's right. And he did steal that base. Like, he was safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's talk about that. Eighth inning. The caught stealing by Hedges. Uh, catching. Yeah. Um, Holderman. Well, no, I mean, ca- catching Fairchild trying to steal. Oh. And they put in the pinch runner, right? So I wasn't, I was not thinking. They they put Fairchild in for steer. He takes off. He slides in. And live, when we watched the play, I said, uh, he's safe. They're going to challenge that. It's, he's clearly safe. Now, I will say, everybody in my section, section 111, uh, and really 110, there was a lot of that, a lot of 110, actually. Um, I think that we should have the umpires sitting in those sections because those guys, they knew the strike zone, <laughs> like, very well. They They let the umpire know that he had it wrong all game. So, really, we should just put the umpires out there and – in section 110, 111, maybe row DD to LL, somewhere in that range. And guaranteed, we won't have we won't need robo umps anymore because these guys had it they had it locked down. Um, but even the play at second base, they had it locked down. However, at the game, the the replays that they showed on the board, it, he's safe. He was absolutely safe at second from everything you could see at the game. There yeah. was nothing convincing me that he was out at second and they came out and said out. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) okay. And I mean, the boo birds, people flipping them off. It was the, all of it. And I was like, I think you guys are actually right here. I think he was safe. What did you see on TV? I was driving to the softball field. Ah, you're radioing it. I was, I was actually had my mom on the phone and she was telling me what was going on. Listen, guys, our mom loves baseball too. Yeah. But anyway, I I don't if you're watching, I'm going to watch the replay later, but like everything that they showed at the stadium, she thought they were going to call him safe. I thought he was safe. Yeah, but dad dad thought that he said there's no, there he's he's out. <laughs> I think if they but, called him safe on the field, he would have stayed safe. Yeah, they 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 used the term call stands, so yeah, it was inconclusive. I, I got to tell you, man, being at the field, they they just do a poor job. They've got to they've got to announce that stuff. They didn't announce it. I, they, I mean, he stood out in front, and we looked at him, and he stood out in front, and goes, and that was all we got. Well, I I, they, they I will say this now. though. I will say this though. From where we were at, I mean, they they called somebody up to bat, and we could barely hear it. There was a yeah. speaker directly above our heads. Couldn't hear. It was like, <laughs> I was surprised. And I don't know if, one again, once again, opening day, working out some kinks maybe, or maybe that speaker was shot <laughs> and they don't know it yet. Yeah. I'll tell hmm. you the other kinks they need to work out is ushers. And it, gosh, I wish somebody from PNC would actually listen to our podcast and fix this. But ushers have got us. I mean, they're just letting people walk whenever they want. Mm-hmm. There is a pitch clock. We had end seats. I can't tell you how many times I didn't know what was going on because I had a rush of people going up and down, up and down. Actually, the guy in front of us, that's when we started chatting to these guys because right up in front, he's like, it's like they'd never been to a baseball game before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We, yeah. So we just got to talking because it was, 
I mean, it was just unbelievable because people just walk in front of you all the time. I uh, just, you know what though? I, I thought really that the fans there in Cincinnati today, this was the most bizarre that I think I saw. You have to know, you have to get it a little bit, right? They make an announcement for the, before the game that nobody pays attention to saying, don't get up during the action. But at some point, like you have to be thinking about it. These people would sit there and watch everything happening in between the innings, the two and a half minutes in between innings, whatever's on the board, they're all reacting to it, which they had some pretty good stuff. I will say this guy did the kiss cam thing. He was this old guy. It was hilarious. He reaches in, gives his wife a kiss. She had no clue what was going on. Everybody <laughs> cheered and he's going, yeah, like, <laughs> it was classic. It was really funny. Um, but they would watch all of that. And then when the game would get started, 1,700 people stand up and start walking to the back. I'm like, what you you were like, you wanted to see these things. And then you get up when the, when the thing that you paid a bunch of money to come see is actually on. Yeah, that, that threw me off. It's like you came for the in-between-the-innings stuff. That's what you came here for? I, I guess so. The thing is, is with the pitch clock, it is rapid fire, man. Mm-hmm. It is rapid fire. When you're at the game, I, I there was a few times just trying to look at Twitter on my phone or something like that, which I barely did. But like I wanted to see, like for instance, I want to see how how hard did Cruz hit that ball? You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. it was that you texted me and said he, that pitch was 101 and he turned it around. You know what I mean? And I was like, Looking at that, I look up, it's a one-two count. I'm like, holy cow, how did that happen? I imagine maybe there was an infraction and they didn't have to throw a pitch, but like it was it's really fast. Yeah. And I mean, you miss entire at bats with just people walking by you. It's really the the ushers, and I look back, the ushers just looking around, like she's not even paying attention. You yeah. can't do anything about people getting out of their seats and going up. I get that. But like I can't tell you how many times I've been at a baseball game and an usher is standing there at the top of the steps saying, hold on. Yeah. You can't go right now. And that needs to continue. And actually it needs to be even more enforced right now because there's just not enough time. You can't do it. it. It can't be in between pitches these days. It has to be in between hitters. Maybe a couple people can go. Otherwise you have to wait till the end of the inning. I mean, it just has yeah. to be enforced because people can't, they can't, they, they paid money to go to see the game and they can't see it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it's going to be a learned exercise, I think. We're going to have to figure this out together. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and go over. I think that's enough of the game. Bednar got the save. It was, it was fun. It was exciting. I think that's enough of the actual game there. Um, l- let's kind of get through because, you know, timing-wise, we understand our Friday episodes might be a little bit shorter than our Mondays. Although this is opening day. It's a special occasion. Um, We got Zestrizny. We just talked about him. He's on the roster. So is Jason DeLay. Um, Jason DeLay, his spot was cleared by Harleen Garcia on the 60-day. Excuse me. And Zestrizny by a DFA of Ryan Valade. So we watched that here this week and maybe he's gone. Maybe he sticks around and, and, and sits in AAA. I was really interested in that because the other topic here is Robert Stevenson. We knew was starting on the 15 day injured list. We got that. But the other one is JT Brubaker and man, the reports are not sounding good. Yeah. And yeah, it's, does not uh, even so even if it's not season ending i'm surprised this isn't a, a 60 day anyway yeah and the fact that it wasn't gives me just some sort of hope and the only reason i say that is because the pirates do not like to lose players period how long have we waited for the uh corresponding move because they waited till they absolutely had to make it because they don't want to DFA anyone because they might lose them. And they're all about right. holding on. They'll, they'll do something else 
rather than it. Like it's always some kind of, and this isn't, I'm probably exclusive to the pirates, right? But that's who we follow. But they're always trying to, okay. And I just assumed, oh, well, they got away with this one. Brew's going to the 60 day. That clears up the 40 man spot. But they DFA'd. That to me says that there's some sort of hope that he can return within 60 days. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of packed on it. Like I'm assuming he's out for the year. Yeah. And if anything else comes different, it'll be I'll be able to get excited about about it. Sure. I'm just I'm just I'm not going to hold hope that he's it's an elbow thing and I'm just not going to hold hope. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of feels like it's not worth it. It feels like this is probably, you know, even if it's not worst case scenario, it's not good. Right. We're not going to see until the middle of the year, even if it's best case scenario, which right. is why I was really surprised that it wasn't a 60-day move. Yeah, it is. that is strange. So, I I don't know. Um, As far as Brubaker being out, let's say it's half a season. Let's say it's the full season. Uh, that's a big that's a big hit already. Mm-hmm. And you know, we understand that. It is that's kind of one of those guys who I assumed was um an innings guy, right? That he was gonna throw a lot. He has been throwing a lot. He's been on the field, yeah. he's been playing well, or he's been pitching like staying healthy. Yeah. As far as that goes. Um and so he was a guy that I thought was would would kind of be reliable, I guess is the word I'm looking for here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought that these younger guys are going to make their way eventually. And it's going to be at the, at the cost of maybe Velasquez or even Rich Hill. I mean, we know that he doesn't, I mean, he's 43. I don't expect him to make 33 starts. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I, right. I just think that's unrealistic. Um, not that it can't happen, but you know, let's get real here. It's probably not. And, so that's the thing that, you know, this is a big one. This creates probably a sooner opportunity for more people. You, you don't have five starting pitchers in a regular season unless you're the, that one year of the Cincinnati Reds. It just never happens. Right. And um, this could be a big one. This could This could change, you know, what the season looks like a little bit when you talk about pitching and you talk about this is part of that whole thing, you know, oh, I think they can win 85 games and then they have three injuries and you're like, yeah, realistically it's like 75 now. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that yeah. about the pirates. I'm saying that about anyone, right? right. Just a baseball right. yeah. team throughout 85. I don't want anybody, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're one to know we're going to win 86 games. <laughs> yeah. O'Neill Cruz is going to 162 homers. <laughs> Bay's going to steal over 30 bags or 300 bags. I mean, um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, 30. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think this is a big one. Uh, certainly crushes a lot of our picks that mm-hmm. we made just one week ago when we said, or two weeks ago, we said, Brubaker's going to lead the team in strikeouts. <laughs> if three pitchers get 150 Ks, Brubaker was one of them. That's right, yeah, that was one of your deals. Uh, yeah, that's, although wasn't one of mine that he would not be in the rotation to finish the year. <laughs> that's actually might happen um not that i want it to we both not laughed like but the, that's not, not that you saw this coming and you right you were thinking he'd be going to the bullpen yeah i was thinking he'd be going to the bullpen or or yeah so i i never predict injuries i know they happen but you don't yeah, predict them what no. you do is you take and you say here's my win total with if these guys play the whole year and then you subtract five <laughs> or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You just say there would be some injuries here and there. And so you take yeah. some wins away because that's real, right? That's when you, that's when you do that. So I guess that's that. Um, finally, the last thing we want to get into here is the Brian Reynolds saga that, that went on today. This is the thing that we were all kind of paying attention to the kind of um, maybe took the place of what a lot of just like normal opening day hype would be mm-hmm. because we knew this was coming. Like at least with the key thing, we didn't know it was coming. They were working this thing out, but this has just been a thing for far too long. And 
I told my friend that was going with us, I told Jared, I was like, dude, I just want him to sign this in, in a sense where I just want to say, like, I want to stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, everybody who talks about the Pirates, they want this thing over with so we can stop hearing awful trade requests. Yeah. If they don't get this done, it is going to be, it can't be more. It can't be more than it has been. It can only be the same. Yeah. So there's a chance it's the same. And we're just going to continue to hear it. Yeah. Because it's not going away if they can't get past this conceptual issue. And for those of you who maybe weren't following along or or whatever, essentially the the, the Pirates and Brian Reynolds uh, camp, they've agreed on years. They've agreed on money. There is one thing in the contract that is held up. And earlier today, it was uh, both sides feel like there's a way they could agree or they could get somewhere with this. They know how much money it is. They know how many years it is. But there's one extra thing. What is it, right? Yeah. Um, and nobody knows what it is. They will not say. That has been very clear that they will not say. All you can do at this point is, is, is just speculate at what it is. My first thing was... This is Brian Reynolds. We know that he wants to sign long-term. We know that he wants to do that because he wants to be somewhere. It's got to be a no-trade clause. That was my first thought. And then, you know, there were some yeah. other thoughts out there that I thought were really good. Um, opt-out clauses were thrown around. I think the Pirates would welcome those <laughs> if you want to opt out and it not be on them to not pay you. I yeah. think that would be ideal for the Pirates. Um, I right. don't think that's it. Um, the, I, but it could be something else. You know, I don't know. We threw right. around a lot of ideas. I'm 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 on the no trade clause because the pirates are notorious for trading people with a lot with within their last couple of years of their contract. And he just doesn't I, I just I literally think Brian Reynolds just doesn't want to go anywhere else. Yeah, and, I think and he's I, just content where he's at and he just and he just seems like that guy who wants to punch his punch card, go to work, and he wants to know where he's working. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's, I think that he likes it in Pittsburgh. I don't think that he would say mm -hmm. that if he didn't, but I don't even right. think it's all Pittsburgh. I think it's all Brian Reynolds. Like he's just saying, when I get somewhere, I want to stay somewhere. Mm -hmm. And he feels like he has the talent that somebody would be willing to keep him around. Right. And so he's, he's, he's rightful in that. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like both of these sides have done a good job of saying, let's come together Let's work on this. I'm sure both. I'm sure there was give and take on both sides, and it feels like they've both made a good effort. And I don't mm -hmm. want that to be lost because I know that we can be extremely hard on this club, and for good reason. They we have reason yeah. to to feel that way. However, it seems like they have gone in together and worked this out, and I think that's good on both sides because at the beginning of this, both sides were stubborn. Yeah. This was my offer. This is what I want. And neither would budge. We're not talking about it again. And I was like, geez, that escalated very quickly. Like, that's not how <laughs> that's not how any contract negotiation works. Right. You start off with your number and you move. And it just didn't feel that way. Now it's like, hey, push comes to shove. Let's get together and let's work on it. Both parties seem to have done that. Yeah. Um. I texted you and I said, if you're one issue away, if I'm the pirates, dude, I'm just going to say, let's, let's just make this happen. We can't be this close and not get it done. Right. And I think that maybe Reynolds camps know, knows that. And mm -hmm. they're probably saying, let's not budge. Let's see if they, because, because his agent is going to say they're close. They're not going to let this fall away. We're going to stay on this. Right. If it's a no trade clause, I'm sorry. You just got to do it. If you get to the point in that contract, Brian Reynolds can remove that in the middle of that contract. Mm -hmm. He can agree to that. A no trade clause, essentially you can still ask the player if he's okay with being traded. Yeah, no trade clause isn't, doesn't mean you cannot trade them. It, it means they have to okay the trade. Yeah. Like you can't just trade them and they're just they're just along for the ride. Yeah, but you, if you, you get to a conversation a and, and you're like, hey, so here's where we're at. You know, this this team wants you. They're gonna they're gonna make this push. Well, they wouldn't what be able to really think? they wouldn't be able to talk about it really unless he's given them grace to even negotiate, right? I mean, they they're yeah. not he's not gonna be offered in a trade, even 
Well, right, but they're. I mean, people what will it, still call. What it's gonna. Well, I. I mean, what it's gonna be is, hey, we stink, man. We expected this to go better. We're at the end of this contract. We stink. This might work out for both of us. Are you want to do this? Yeah, sure. You can shop me around. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. no, you know what? I'm comfortable here. Let's ride this thing out. I don't want to pick. I don't want to pack up my family. Like, and then the pirates are stuck with it. I'm sorry. Make it good now. Mm-hmm. So how do you do this, Pittsburgh? Well, let me see. You sign the deal. You sign it with the no trade clause. Mm-hmm. And then you make a commitment to saying, let's not let this matter. Right? Let's get it done in the next four years, five years. Let's open this window. Let's keep it open. Yeah. And make it good. Don't let it miss. These mm-hmm. big contracts, if they're eight years long, Win something during that eight years and the whole contract is worth it. All the money that the Padres are spending, we've had this conversation with a couple people, all the money they're spending, I said, my goodness, they're going to have to win two World Series to make it worth it. The truth is, (laughs) no, they don't. I don't think they've ever won one. The Padres organization has never won a World Series. Win one and all that money is worth it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And part of that is because you know in the last three years of the contract, you can dump it off on another team anyway. And if you put a no trade clause in there, that doesn't work. So I understand their holdup. The report was that they don't feel comfortable with it. That's fine. I've done things I'm not comfortable with before Pittsburgh. Let's make it happen. Right. And I, and like I said, kudos to everyone in the situation for actually getting to a place where there's only one thing. Right. Now, we just have to David Bednar this thing and finish it. Yep. So... Let's make it happen. Let's talk about it tomorrow when you guys have a day off. Yeah. Go to the hotel lobby. Hang out. <laughs> talk about how it felt good to win that game last night. Mm-hmm. And we think that if you if you could put pen to paper here, you're hitting a home run on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's a really great position to be in, talking about whether or not you're going to make $100 million. I'm not saying that. But don't tell me he wasn't under some sort of stress. Like, you telling me he's not thinking about it at all? Like, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. I'm not making yeah. an excuse. It's a good problem to have. But I wondered. I was like, he could come out here and strike out five times because he's had to deal with this all day. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. It's not like there's any reason to make excuses. Like, he got a hit. You know what I mean? He didn't look yeah. bad up there. He hit one ball 108 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. he's fine. But, um, you know, I just wondered, like... Man, I couldn't imagine having to take the field after, you know, and maybe he's not in that room all day. Yeah, and and I, and I think Cruz lightened the mood a little bit right from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. During the introductions, he sets his hat on top of Reynolds' head. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Well, it's another opening day in the books. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. And it was a good one. It, like I said, it had everything. I'm really uh, – I. Let's not let this go because Swinsky started off rough, and I really, um, you know, he's he's going to get the chance to 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 write this thing, um, yeah. and he should. I think he's earned that. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're going to keep an eye on him. But I tell you what, man, that was a great bunt that he laid down his third at bat. I believe it was his third at bat. No, it was fourth at bat. It was a great bunt. We saw three. Well. Bay got on on his bunt, so as far as we're concerned, he got a bunt for a base hit. Let's just write it there. Uh, it was We know what kind of bunt it was. <laughs> <laughs> but because of his speed and the fact that it landed in the perfect spot, he got a hit. Let's leave it there. He got a hit. Good job. <laughs> um, but man, he's fast. Um, but then did Hedges you, had gotta, a really gotta, impressive bunt. Did, did you see the bunt? On video, or are you just seeing it at the game? At the game. Because you know it wasn't a pop-up, right? I mean, I know it was a pop-up. It wasn't. It hit the ground. It hit the ground off the bat? Yeah. It hit straight down onto the ground and then popped way up. Nope, did not know that. Little Baltimore chop bunt. (laughs) Yeah, it looked like, I mean, I just thought it was a pop-up. Like, they could have caught it. I was like, I think it's not, like, like, it was not a great bunt, but, like, it. 
He did get it down. And, and, and you were like, it's a terror. And I'm like, I don't know that it was. Okay. But if you didn't see it hit the ground first, that makes total sense. Yeah, it looked like a pop-up over the pitcher's head to me. Yeah, it, it, it hit the ground first. So not a terrible bunt. I mean, still. Yeah. Still it, wasn't. If it didn't take the regular, pop, right? If it didn't hit yeah. up, it would have right to the pitcher. And he yeah. wouldn't have been safe. Right. Um, For a lefty like him, I would imagine he's trying to push it past the pitcher make the second baseman field it and mm-hmm. with his speed you're not getting him like that would make sense if it hit the ground first maybe not as bad as i thought it was you understand what i'm saying let the bat yes, head drop absolutely. and pop it up you know what i mean that's yeah. what it looked like he did right okay well that's why i asked the question <laughs> i'm glad you pointed that out because that does change it a little bit it's it's not a great bunt but maybe not as bad as i thought it was yeah um and to be fair too like just because it's a bad bunt doesn't mean it's poor effort i mean Hunter Green right. through the pitch. Right. So I don't know how fast it was, but I'm assuming it was 100 miles an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so anyway, it wasn't as good as the other two. Hedges, right. I, I can't stress enough how impressive that was. I couldn't wait to come home and watch that because at the game, it looked like it would hit him in the face. It probably wouldn't have hit him in the face, but it may have. <laughs> It was very close. close. Like that was a very hard, like to get the bat that high, get it down on the ground to the third baseman. It was a perfect sacrifice bunt. Yeah. He pulled the third baseman off. So Bay could cruise into third. Mm -hmm. And I was, that's a really impressive bunt. That is small ball baseball. And then Cruz with two strikes, just makes sure he makes contact. Yeah. That was like a 60% swing. To make sure he didn't strike out, got the sack fly. That was baseball, and it felt mm-hmm. so good to see that. Um, and then Jack Swinsky with the bunt down third baseline. That was a great bunt. And who was the pitcher, the the lefty that was pitching for them at the time? Um, Alex Young. Is that who it was? Not familiar with that, but yeah. So what a play to come yeah. off the mound and. And get that ball and throw, you know, throw him out at first. It was a close play because it was a really good bunt and a really good play by the pitcher. Mm-hmm. That's three effective bunts, dude. If the Pirates are going to play small ball like that all year, like I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be fun. And it was, uh, you know, the the two bunts in particular, the out uh, by Sawinski, that was like I said, was a very good bunt, um, and then the bunt by by Austin Hedges. I mean, those were textbook. Yeah. I was really impressed with that, and that's something you don't see in the game today. Um, and obviously, if 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 baseball at the ground first, that changes that bunt. Still not, you know, like I said, typical. probably throwing that ball 150,000 miles an hour. So <laughs> I know that there's – here, let me go back. What inning was that? Shoot. I'm back. I get lost in the innings. 66. Honest. This is probably it. 66. It was his 100, 100.8 mile per hour uh, pitch that he bunted for a single. Like it's 100. I'll give him a pass on 100. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like absolutely. 100 mile, 101 essentially. So that's fine. I'm over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In an inning where he uh, obviously had it go and he struck three guys out. Mm-hmm. So nice, nice baseball game. Yeah. You got yeah. just a little bit of all of it. I, I still haven't figured out. I need to watch the play on the triple down the line. Was that India that hit the, the two? Oh, wait, was it India? Who no, hit the, I think India no. scored. I think India scored. India scored, scored on, on it. it. It was the Vol, it was Volser, Vossler, Vossler. India Maybe. walked. So he scored on it. Anyway. The two-run triple, I I just don't understand how that was a triple. Like, it felt like the ball was in right field for a long time before Smith and Jigba got it in. So I don't know if he got tripped up or if the ball took a hop. Uh, That was literally the furthest part of the field away from me, and I was kind of watching the base runners thinking, you know, does he have a play at second? And then he didn't even have a play at third. So I don't quite know that the line was tough for me when Reynolds hit his base hit the right field it looked like it was down the line so yeah it was it was kind of hard to see that kind of stuff but um it's kind of strange you have a really good time going to the ballpark 
it really is a lot of fun, um, but it's different. You don't actually mm-hmm. get to see the nuances of the game like you do on TV. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of bizarre. All right. Um, let's see here. Rich Hill Saturday, Velasquez mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, just need to get one of them, and we get a series win to start off the year. Yeah, I, I, I think Rich Hill's. I think Rich Hill can come out and get us that W, then see what we get in the wild card of Vince Velasquez. <laughs> it's a couple wild cards, and they have a couple really good young pitchers going for them too. Um, you know, you could get something like what Hunter Green did today, which I think was. A little bit of good, a little, you know, and a little bit of what you kind of expect. I mean, I thought really, uh, Pirates just did a good job of of playing a complete game right here. I Bay made the error up the middle, but uh, luckily for Pirate fans and for Jihuan Bay, not an error. Right, not an error. I'm not sure how. I don't but know how, but <laughs> if that's the case, I think a lot of people calling for O'Neill Cruz thirty errors this season. Uh, they're not going to mark very many errors this year. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he'll get away with some. Uh, clearly an error, um, but whatever. It was a tough play. That doesn't make it not an error. Right. I mean, it was an out until he missed the ball, and it was an right. error. And it was, but give him a hit. I'll take it. And we'll get some less errors, and it won't look so bad in the box score. <laughs> Pirates still have a 1,000 fielding percentage somehow. Let's go. <laughs> so... Um, that's all we have, man. Do you have anything? Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? Anything that I didn't bring up? Mm, I don't think so. I think we pretty much touched on. Think we got everything. Think Dave of. Bednar save number one, unless they didn't give him a save. Who knows what they're doing these days? Did they give him a save? Yeah, I'm telling you, I this is where I'm at with the game right now. They did. It was a one run game. I that was a, that was an error. <laughs> The guy was safe at second, so who knows? <laughs> anyway, Zestrizny uh, gets the win in game one. A guy that nobody saw making this roster gets the win in opening day. Baseball's beautiful. Isn't it? <laughs> All right, raise it, man. Yeah. We'll talk bucks. to you guys on Monday morning. Let's sign that extension. That's right. Get it done. Get it done. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks. Ji Huan Bay is. Jared's favorite player now. <laughs>